OK's Fisher Podcast, part of the OK's Podcast Network, featuring your hosts, Matt Strine and Greg Tubbs. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the OK's Fisher Podcast, about to turn into the OK's Hunting Podcast. How are we doing, Matt? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? It's hard to think about Fishing when bow season is literally two and a half weeks away, roughly. It is, but you also got to remember, fall oh, is the best. No, no, I won't see. I won't say toothy critters. Fall is a great time to get out on the water too. It is because the pressure is much lower. You don't have the people jet skiing as much unless we get some fluke hot days. Like we're in for some ninety degree weather next week, so. It's going to be tough. There, there will be people out, although kids are going to be back in school. So less people at their vacation homes, whether you live at a, you know, close to a bunch of lakes locally or even up north. Like people are closing up their cabins, shops, shops getting closed up up there, and uh, the water is going to calm and quiet down considerably. And you just touched on, like, logistical things, but... You also think of fall, the fish are putting on the feed bags for winter. Um, they're they're definitely, you know, eating a lot more forage. They're they're not easier to catch, but they're um you're not just gonna have one or two fish days. You're gonna have, you know, good days of fishing in the next couple of weeks here. Yeah, regardless if you're musky fishing or in this case, we're gonna we're gonna beat that salmon salmon bite up again. <laughs> they're catching them in the harbors and they're starting to die. They're, they're finding dead ones up in the rivers already. So salmon, Great Lakes salmon, Lake Michigan salmon. I got to be uh, believe Lake Superior fish are going to be swimming in a lot of them coho, but that season's different up there. Uh, I would, I would bet you that uh, Lake Ontario has got to be pretty hot right now too uh, for, for King salmon, but King and cohos perhaps. Uh, but either way, the jig bites getting it has been hot. Um, the, the the bigger boats trolling, they're doing very well on on some pretty big fish. They're starting to get that dark color to them. Pretty soon here, it's going to be nothing but a bite on floats and spawn sacks, right? That, yep, that's that's spring and fall at its finest. Yeah, I mean, you better have some cured eggs and. Uh, be set up with with leaders and and bobbers and everything and floats not bobbers floats and and be ready to to do some float action because uh it, they're starting to get some on floats but they're still able to chase them with you know cast masters little cleos uh pick your plastic or gulp of your choice and put it on a darter head and throw it out there cast it it's a good time on walleye gear now, since you brought up salmon fishing, and I kept my mouth shut on muskie so far, <laughs> would you take your boat out this time of year? Because I know I've caught a lot of my fall fish right from, you know, the pier, the the big concrete ramps heading out to the lighthouse. You know, I would almost save the, the hassle of dragging something to the lake if I knew the conditions were right. You know, if I knew the cold, and it doesn't even have to be cold water right now. It really doesn't. If they're in, they're in. It can be warm. It can be cold. It doesn't matter. They The fish know it's time, and warmer water probably makes it a little tougher of a bite, but a lot of it, too, is reaction bite. So gaudy colors, um, 
Casting from shore, yeah. You could even use crankbaits if you wanted to. Crank stick baits, they all that was those are my go to for fall. It's my go to for spring too when you're fishing from the boat slips and stuff like that. Yeah, but no, I would say if, if you want to catch silverfish, you know the three year olds, the two year olds. There's also a good bite going right now uh, for those fish if you can find cold water and and we got cold water tight to tight to shore right now. So I think you can probably catch fish all the way out to a hundred feet of water, but you don't have to. You don't have to. Uh, go out real deep for them you find a and yeah, I know, fish and i know as of where, when we're recording it now i obviously live within a stone's throw of lake michigan we got gnarly northeast winds coming in for the next day and a half it's gonna be brutal that's gonna switch i mean i wouldn't take a boat out or small craft advisories all the all that normal stuff but yeah and also it brings that warmer top water and it the the top water section that's warmer it brings it in closer to shore and then it'll actually push that cooler water out so there's a chance some of those fish that are potentially in shallower right now or in the harbors may actually kind of kick back out a little bit they could um but it's you always hear east least west best when you're fishing lake michigan and north stay home yep (laughs) but it's it's funny they're calling for six footers tomorrow with this with this front that's coming in and here there's, we're, we're Tuesday there's, night, Wednesday night. Yep. There's white caps as far as you can see when I came home today from work. Yeah, that's a no for me, dog. <clears throat> but you know what's crazy, though, is I've always had great luck in the piers, um, especially spring, is um, on east winds. Nobody goes out because they always use that same anage that's thrown on a boat out on the main lake, but it changes that temperature in the harbors. But it also, it's pushing the warm water in, which in the spring, in spring. those fish are looking for yep. the warmer water. Yep. Makes sense. So the only weird thing we got in uh, port here, too, is we got the power plant right there. So we always, you could fish when it's 35 below zero outside. That's always warm water coming out of there. Yep. And our buddy Scotty, he actually has caught lawyer fish out there in that area yeah i plan on doing some of that this uh i think we this need, winter i think we need to figure that out we keep saying that we should figure something out but we really need to for winter that would be an interesting bite to yep. try and figure i was heard out. january february on that okay just a wad of night crawlers and a three-way hmm. interesting. hard to find night crawlers in the middle of winter but i bet if you got a few now and kept them alive you'd probably be okay or the worm farm the worm farm Mm, yes, might have to activate that. Yes, <laughs> your daughter will be playing with them. every one of them is going to have a name and probably some nail polish on it. Probably, <laughs> or they're all going to be dead from hugs by the time it comes to uh, February. Very possible. What else you fish for in the fall, Greg? Besides the old uh, big pond guys, uh, you know, I know of a good perch bite on the Mississippi River. Um, we are going to do our darndest to get a certain guest on that does guiding on there. Um, we'll see. We'll see if we can get him. It's been tough. He's been busy. Uh, he also guides out on Lake Erie for walleye. That's kind of his bread and butter. But he is returning to the home state of Wisconsin to do some perch guiding on the Mississippi. So it'll be kind of cool to pick his brain a little bit and, and chat with him. Uh, I know that's a bite, but walleyes again you know that is a a very popular fish to chase in the fall um heck you could probably even do it while you're duck hunting in some some bodies of water you know mississippi being one of them 
a popular popular place to go and chase walleyes, river walleyes. River systems start to get good again for walleyes. They they seem to move around a little more. The water's cooling off, so they're chasing and feeding and fattening up. You know, the surprise big northern pike or a muskie, that's, that's always possible too, especially mm-hmm. on these river systems out by me. There's yep. a way to mix bag, and, you know, the Koshkanon system has really improved over the years uh, just by what the DNR has done, you know, changing the, the bag limit and the size limit. We went from 5 at 15 inches down to 3 at 18 inches. They're doing a lot more stocking. They're stocking perch and crappies in the system too, which also helps for a forage base on top of all of the sheep's head that are in there. And walleyes love to eat sheep's head, small sheep's head. It could be why purple and white work so well. Could be. I also, you did leave out smallmouth, though. Because that's, that's, that's a hidden gem that, yeah, smallmouth, those are feeding up to, they're trying to get big and fat for the winter. Yep, we've always had luck in the fall, you know, the real dewy mornings where the steam's rolling off the rivers and just slow jerkbait action, you know, maybe a real slow light spinner bait. And you don't catch numbers like you would in the summer. You won't catch all those little guys. But, boy, I tell you, you'll catch two, three fish in a day, and they'll all be over four pounds. I mean, the big ones are feeding. They're almost like pushing the smaller ones off. And it's just it's a phenomenal bite if you can get out there in the fall. And that temp, you know, you get your first 50-degree day with 40s at night, get out on the river. Yep. You know, you're, you're going to catch everything under the sun, and it's going to be big most of the time. Yeah, it- one of my favorite baits to work on the river was always a tandem spinner bait, usually chartreuse and white. Everything bites it. Smallmouths absolutely hate that color, and they they eat it. Yeah, they take out their anger on that color. Yes, they do. Yep, <laughs> they do. Yeah, smallmouths. I mean, I've even caught them on musky topwaters, bright chartreuse musky topwater baits. Uh, smallmouth will fit a whole three aught hook in its mouth. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny you say that. We were uh, up fishing musky last year. We had water temps in the 40s. This would have been a little later in the fall. Um, water temps were just after turnover, and we were throwing top water for musky, and we actually caught more smallmouth than we did, which is kind of a weird thing to say, throwing top water in 40-degree water, but, boy, they did not like that top water. Nope. They, uh, they get irritated by it, and they have to make it pay. Yep. Whether it's a tail slap and a bite or just a hammer, I mean, it's we musky do the same thing. They just aggravates them, irks them to the core, and they're like, "I'm going to show you." <laughs> so, are you uh, you sharpening the hooks on your sucker rigs and getting your big big floats ready? In a couple of weeks, I, it's kind of like bow hunting for me. You get that itch to bow hunt, you know, after league lets out, and then you get the first cold front that kind of rolls through, which we got yeah. tonight and tomorrow. Yep. Yep. So I like I'll, I'll switch gears a little bit, but I need like the first crispier morning to think sucker fishing, you know, for muskies. Yeah. But it's it's that's gonna trump bow hunting. I'll tell you that. Okay. Setting the hook on a couple of nice muskies, couple two, three, four fish days. That's gonna be to be not better, but very similar to shooting a deer. Sure. Fair enough. So are you, uh, are, are, how are you doing on the juggling act of balancing the hunting, the fishing, and life itself? Yeah, I could use a couple more arms. 
Okay. And a couple less uh, things in the air, but <clears throat> we're getting into busy time. Daughter's starting school. Um, stuff that <clears throat> my regular work's taken off. Stuff's in my side jobs taken off. And we're just, this is our busy time of year. So anytime I can get out and fish for a couple hours, hunt for a couple hours, I sneak it as, you know, as quick as I can try to sneak it in there. Keep a little sanity. So what you're saying is it's not quite as bad as uh, riding a unicycle across the field of banana peels while juggling a bowling ball, a fine piece of china, and a fork. It's close, but you forgot the pedals are made of broken glass and Legos. Oh, so. is, yeah, <laughs> forgot about that, the Legos. <laughs> no, it's it's what we do, man. You always try to make time for the things you love to do, and to be honest, in all the insanity – fishing and hunting that, that keeps me sane so true true that you know without it i think uh we we would tend to lose a little piece of ourselves. a little piece of ourselves, a little piece of our mind everything yep. yep wives would not be happy with us yeah the old divorce watch would be flared up sirens would be going off <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah See, you got fishing plans before hunting season starts, or well, are you are you in the deer wood mindset? Now? I'm I'm very. I mean, we just came off Foam Fest for OKS Hunter, which was a great event, and for all of you that that showed up that listened to this, we totally appreciate that. Thank you so much, and wish uh, wish we had more time to chat with you. But you guys were all pretty understanding. We were trying to do a bunch of things at once, and it just it never works out that where you can stop and talk to everybody and give them, you know, two hours of your time. It was, it was, uh, it was a great turnout though, but yeah, I'm kind of, I'm, you know, doing some arrow putzing and, and shooting my bow and running around chasing cameras. And I've got a, a handful more cameras out. Um, I got a few deer on camera that look pretty nice. We'll see if they stick around one. I'm pretty confident will the other two, I have a feeling they're going to disappear like they have in the past. <laughs> they just, their ghosts say, no, oh, it's, it's that time. And they haven't been on camera in a while. So I got to bet that they're probably working on shedding that velvet off. And they just kind of went, went off, off the, uh, off the grid for a little bit to kind of recuperate from that. So I take it. That's a no on. Yeah, I, I'm not going to say hard. No yet. Uh, Dan, our buddy Dan was just out on, on Mendota uh, trying to catch bluegills, and that was a tough bite. Granted, it was windy, but those fish are close to bottom. Um, I don't want to say bobber fishing is not the way to go for them, but it, you're almost better off fishing right off the bottom or drop shotting for those fish. This is a time of year where the water is warm. I like surface temp was 80-some degrees. That's pretty warm. And yep. It's hard, and you're better off just going swimming in some cases. But the diehard in you says, "No, don't give up on it yet." There, <laughs> there's, there's got to be a few other tricks in the bag here. Just, just stick it out and 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 figure it out. I mean, I I did hit the lake on the kayak, and uh, and pedaled around and and caught a couple pike from the kayak on a just a swim bait. Nothing, nothing too crazy. They were tiny, tiny pike, but tried a few other things for bass and bass were not willing to hit i did not go out there and drop shot any night crawlers i'm sure i could have found some bigger gills that way but eh, i tried for something bigger 
So I, I would say, no, I'm not done fishing yet. I would, we had plans or thought we would try and get out and coho fish. I don't know how that's going to work with my upcoming work schedule. I'm going to be running, uh, running out of state for a couple days during the week here in September. But then I also have a trip at the end of September. My wife and I are heading off on a one week excursion out West. So very nice where we're going. There are some trout water. But I did not do any research to see if we'd be open to go fishing it. Mm. I'm not going to say it's not possible because there might be a pair of ultralights packed in the car. <laughs> Collapsible fly rod? <laughs> yeah, something. Something to uh, to chase trout with. A small, box, small yeah. box of Panther Martin spinners. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it, honey. It's uh, my jewelry. <laughs> it's jewelry. It's fine. Put them in your ears. It looks cool. And I'm still trying to talk you into coming up to the cabin for a musky weekend. Yeah, in October. I know yep. I have a trip in October down to Kansas City for possibly three days. I think that's middle of. So more more work stuff and more to come the way it sounds. Unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We're still going to find time to podcast. It may not be in a timely fashion, but we're doing our best to try and line up some guests and uh, get everybody some kind of entertainment out of it. Yep. But on a lighter note, I'm hitting the river this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, you are. I wish I would say the same. Instead, I'll probably be be under the influence of pain pain medication from (laughs) uh, from an oral surgery. Having (laughs) teeth pulled is not fun. I'll make sure to send you pictures of the fish we catch and... You can live vicariously through me. Good, good, because uh, I've done a terrible job of catching fish to share with you. So <laughs> I try, I try. I have a couple of good days followed by a lot of bad days. So yes, indeed. Um, but with that, I'm doing fishing and hunting this weekend because we're gonna float the river in the morning in the canoes, and then in the evening we're actually gonna go do some scouting, which is my first bit of deer hunting this fall. So. That's good. Good. You, yep. going, you going with your brother-in-law? Yep. Yeah, busting out the old big lens camera and sitting up on some berms and brushing in and watching soybean fields. There you go. Yeah, that uh, that bite will start to end here soon. <laughs> <laughs> the old soybean bite for the bucks. Um, they're still hitting them out by me, but I've noticed some of the high spots in these fields are starting to turn yellow already. So. Yep. Bucks are, uh, and the bachelor groups are starting to kind of separate a little bit. So you might be catching it just at the right time before they all are not friends anymore. <laughs> These are the first couple of weeks, man. That's yeah. all you get in that soybean. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Anything else you got to add? No. Um, but if you guys like musky fishing, we will be talking musky again shortly, fall bite stuff. So, yeah, we are. Very much hot on the trail of two guests. I think it's going to be a two-part episode. It'll be very intuitive. Bring your notepads. If you got any fall musky questions, DM them to us right on the Instagram page. We don't have access to the Facebook page, so I apologize to those who just communicate through Facebook. If you got questions, you can DM Matt or I directly on Facebook even, right through Messenger. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You got questions? We're going to ask two professionals their professional opinion on fall fishing, which everybody loves from Husky. So. Yeah. All right. Well, check your drag. Make sure you got good line. That's all I got. And hook sets are free. Yes, they are. <laughs> See you next week. See ya.